Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. Hello, everybody. Freedom Friday. Today's date is Friday, December 7th, 2018. So let's talk about some darkness and some evil that's surrounding us that we keep looking for the return of our Lord um, to usher in his kingdom of righteousness and perfect mercy and judgment and the whole bit, something that we just don't see and we never have seen here on earth. All right, so let's get going here. The first story I want to talk about here is Generation Xanax. It's doubling in children being treated for addiction. What the heck, man? These are kids, young kids. Now, the scripture that I posted on this was that men's hearts would be failing them for fear. You know, that's Luke 21, 26. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So, you know, these are men. These are little children. And what could they possibly be so uh, uptight about, so anxious about? But new figures reveal that the rise of Generation Xanax, with the doubling in young people being treated for addiction to anti-anxiety drugs, This is from the Public Health England, and they show 315 cases in which those under the age of 18 were treated for problems with Xanax or benzodiazepines. It's a class of drugs that's used to treat anxiety and insomnia. Yes, so Xanax, they noticed there was a six-fold rise in the numbers of kids being treated They suggest that one in eight kids has a mental health disorder. Are you serious? One in eight? Remember last week I talked about one in 40 or one in 44 kids in the U.S. are autistic? This is England. One in eight has a mental health disorder? Yeah. And they have warnings of an epidemic of anxiety. Earlier this year, an investigation found pupils as, as young as 11 11 were taking anti-anxiety drugs like Xanax. There were 240 ambulance call-outs for children who had taken medication like Xanax. Uh, Sometimes uh, these kids are even selling it on the playgrounds at school. It shouldn't be, folks. This just shouldn't be. This is what is going on, right? I mean, even if you're listening to the show and you didn't believe in Christianity or Jesus or the return of Christ or any of that, you have to know that this is a collapse of of society across this earth. Yeah. 
This is unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. And here's one. Gamblers are doubling down on this one. I suggest you go to our Fifth Hook Media page, Facebook. Fifth Hook Media on Facebook. And look at this uh, guy. He's dressed like a woman. And uh, he's a transgender Miss Universe contestant. And gamblers are doubling down that he is going to win. He's going to win. He looks just like a chick. You can't tell the difference. Miss Universe is breaking new ground at this year's pageant with the first transgender contestant to ever compete for the crown. It's a man dressed like a woman competing for Miss Universe. And those betting on the competition are declaring him a heavy favorite. Angela Ponce or Ponce won his qualifying rounds in Spain and will represent his country at the 2018 Miss Universe pageant in Thailand. Can you believe this? Yep. This guy's the first transgender woman, so he's a man who's dressed like a woman, to be crowned Miss Universe Spain. He's competing to promote gender diversity and equality. What a shock. So as the competition nears, there's online bookies are taking action. They're um, seeing if he's going to win or not. Yeah. You want to see pictures of this guy and you want to see an abomination of a man dressed like a woman? Go to our Facebook page, Fifth B. Look at this guy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, we know we don't like to mix uh, politics and religion, right? Yep. We don't like to do that. Oh, by the way, the last story about the transgender Miss Universe, Romans one twenty seven says, and likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. I always looked at that as homosexuality and sodomy. But now I'm looking at that and I'm going, you know what that also includes? Lusting after another man that looks like a woman. Men with men burned in their lust one towards another. Yeah. Uh, So uh, anyway, I don't like mixing. um, (laughs) I'm all over the map today. I don't like mixing politics with uh, religion here, but uh, some churches don't mind. And I want to uh, use the scripture. 1 Timothy 6, 5 says, Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Don't have anything to do with these people. They're perverse. They're disputing. They've got corrupt minds. They're destitute of any kind of truth. And they think that their gain is godliness. Here's a church, and they have a baby Jesus in a cage as part of their immigration-themed nativity scene. Yeah. So they are getting very political. It's a dead ham. It's an unconventional take on a nativity scene at St. Susanna's Parish in Dedham. The baby Jesus is in a cage, and the wise men are closed off by a wall. Yeah. For the parish... They say, well, we, we want it to be thought-provoking. We, we, we try to take a picture of the world as it is and put it together with a Christmas message. So, you know, they got, they got numerous problems. They got a Christmas message. They're doing the pagan stuff. They're doing the baby Jesus stuff. 
anyway, but now they're adding their um, politics and their immigration. So he says, you know, this this message was uh, this was peace on earth. And since Jesus represents migrant children being held at the southern border, separated from their parents, um, I don't remember Jesus being a migrant, illegal or legal, where he was at. He was born a Hebrew in um, Palestine. So uh, I have no idea what they're trying to get at. But anyway, they say that the wise men are the caravan of migrants behind the border wall. They believe it's very much the message of Jesus. Jesus was all about taking care of one another. This is not the way to take care of one another. Was Jesus all about taking care of one another? Because he came back in judgment in AD 70 and uh, he killed the apostates. Yeah, not so much. So anyway, speaking of apostate, that's a good example of one right there. You know, uh, our government, our scientists, our military, they do a lot of stuff and they do a lot of experimenting on things and they screw a lot of things up. And later on, I'm going to talk about this, um, you know, planet of the apes type of thing that's left over from them scientists experimenting with chimpanzees and then abandoning them on an island. It's just horrible stuff. But here's a story at a defense1.com. It's the U.S. military's genetically engineering new life forms to detect enemy subs. Oh, is that, is that weird? They want to, and they are, genetically modifying life forms in the ocean. Think about that. I, I want you to think about the other animals on the food chain that, that may eat these genetically modified life sources oh, and what that could possibly do. So like I said, whether you believe in a return of Christ or not, or are a Christian, it's, it doesn't matter. You've got to know that you're living in a time that is unprecedented and um, it's going down. It's going down fast. The Pentagon is also looking at living camouflage, self-healing paint, and a variety of other applications of engineered organisms. So uh, the question is, how do you detect submarines in an expanse as large as the ocean? The U.S. military hopes that common marine microorganisms, I don't know what those are, I don't know if it's plankton or what, but they're common marine microorganisms. They want to genetically engineer them into living tripwires. I'm not lying to you to signal the passage of enemy subs underwater or even divers. It's one of many potential military applications for so-called engineered organisms. It's a field they say promises living camouflage that reacts to its surroundings to better avoid detection. There's new drugs and medicines to help deployed forces survive in harsh conditions. Think of the Uberman. Think the genetically modified soldiers. You know they're already doing that. Yes. So this is from the Naval Research Laboratory, which is supporting this research. And here's, here's how they say it would work. They say that it would take an abundant sea organism like um, Marinobacter. Marinobacter? I don't know and change its genetic makeup to react to certain substances left by enemy vessels or divers or equipment. So it could be metals, fuel exhaust, human DNA, um, any molecule not naturally found in the ocean. 
maybe associated with diesel-powered submarines. And then the reaction would take the form of electron loss, which would be detectable to friendly sub-drones. Yeah. So they're hoping that these microbes that be genetically engineered would detect these things and then they can uh, do their, their war. So this is this is quite amazing because they are manipulating life forms now. Um, last week I talked about the, uh, the Chinese researcher, the American Chinese researcher that uh, genetically modified two infants, two babies to uh, withstand the AIDS virus. And, you know, they're doing this stuff. And just it's just amazing that I'm like, wow, isn't this kind of like myopic thinking? What's going to happen on the food chain? What's going to happen to the rest of the ocean once you start genetically modifying basic you know, organisms in the sea? Unbelievable. Anyway, let's take a short break and then we'll be right back with more good news. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts chapter 19 where there were seven sons of Sceva and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go to this guy who's demon possessed and they say, we adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah, and guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, hey, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow, guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy demons in my marriage bed a true story of spiritual warfare the book is not about you being married or single the book is about dealing with demonic forces and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you the book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. So go on Amazon. If you're a Prime member, you could get the paperback for $5.03. That's right. If you don't belong to Prime, $12.99. If you belong to Kindle Unlimited, you can get the ebook for free. And if you, if you don't belong to Unlimited, you can get it for $2.99. For a limited time only, we're having four giveaways on this book on Amazon. And we're going to give four books away. We're paying the full cost of the book, shipping, tax, and everything. So listen, we're trying to help you out here. We don't want you to be part of the Sons of Skiva. We don't want you to be on the losing end. We want you to be on the winning end. So do yourself a favor. Go to Amazon.com. Get yourself a copy of Demons in My Marriage Bed. Do it ASAP. It's really, really dark, dark times. Yeah, none of us want to be stuck with these demons in this world, man. They're all over the place. Um, people, regular people, are becoming more and more demonized. 
um, as the days go by. It's unbelievable because the protections that God has naturally allowed uh, have been broken. There's so much witchcraft and occultism in everything in the in the games, whether they be video games, digital games, or, or games you buy at Walmart, Pokemon dolls, in the movies and the music. You know, your artists are witches. <laughs> they're all they're sold out to Satan, and the agenda is just unbelievable. And kids and adults, everybody, they're they're getting more and more demonized, and they're acting like it. So it's it's imperative. You don't want to be long to that demonic culture, and you want to know how to fight and protect your yourself, your health, your your spiritual health, your physical health, your mental health. You want to even you want to protect your family. You know you need no, you need to know how demons operate and how the tactics they use to destroy you and what they're trying to get at. And you need to live live under that covering, under that umbrella, demonic activity spiritual beings on that level are very very real they're very very real and um, it's only those who deny that they exist uh, that that end up losing you you have to know that jesus cast out many many demons so did the apostle paul so did the other apostles it's part of his deutimus to you it's part of what he's telling you to do to destroy the kingdom of Satan. Uh, it's imperative. Anyway, and you can tell by these stories, the demons that are running around everywhere. Here's a new reality TV show. Oh my gosh, folks. It's from the Daily Mail, so it has to be true, right? New reality TV show. It says, there's someone for everyone. Wild new reality series chronicles the love lives of extreme couples including adult babies, uh, vampires, and a man who has sex with his car. It's a docu-series of extreme love. It's based on the digital series of the same name. Didn't, I didn't know such thing. It premieres, um, and it will feature a woman whose fiancé is obsessed with sex dolls and a man who loves feeding his 700-pound girlfriend to help her gain weight. It also includes vampire swingers, sister wives, love slaves, and a man who has sex with his white Volkswagen Beetle named Vanilla. So if you want to watch it, it premieres Friday, December 28th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm not sure what channel. Um, I won't be there to see this. So if you watch it, let me know how it goes. And then you want... You might want to buy the uh, Demons in My Marriage bed book and get those demons out of you. Yes. So anyway, it's based on a uh, digital series already out there. And uh, wow, here's some pictures of some real, real, real weird, weird people. Vampire sucking blood. Um, Guy uh, loving on his car. Man, this dude collecting sex dolls. Mm -mm -mm. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Uh yeah, he loves his sex dolls and he's uh he's all he's all excited because he got a new sex doll, but he's married. And he spent thousands of dollars on his collection of uh, robotic sex dolls. And he's uh oh, I'm sorry, he's not married, he has a fiance. So this woman's not too bright either. Her name is Shauna. She's not too bright because she's a fiance of of sex doll boy. 
And uh, Dave's all happy because he got this latest doll. And he, and he says to the cameras, this is the woman of my dreams. <laughs> and uh, he says this while his fiance is sitting right next to him. Now, Shauna's family has reluctantly accepted Dave's unusual fetish. But it's unclear if they will be quite as understanding when she decides to get her own male sex doll. <coughs> so you can see where that's going. Here's a guy named Kyle. He's 31 years old. And he has a fetish for grandmothers, and I mean old grandmothers. And uh, he has a 91-year-old girlfriend, March. There's a picture of them uh, kissing, and it's quite disturbing. Yeah, quite disturbing. Ooh, wow. Very gross. Yeah, very gross. He's uh, deeply in love with Marge. It's unclear what's going to happen when he uh, introduces her to his mother. (laughs) Kyle isn't even... A one granny man, he's also in an intimate relationship with a 68-year-old woman. He says he's wired towards older older women. Uh, Here's a guy from Fort Worth, Texas, who loves feeding a 700-pound girlfriend to help her gain weight. She eats between six to 8,000 calories a day with the goal of becoming immobile and being named the fattest woman in the world. So if you're looking for a goal to have, there it is. You want to become immobile, and be named the world's fattest woman. And that's an incredible goal. Um, yeah, there's pictures of <laughs> of this, of these people. Once again, our uh, Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media. There's, oh my Lord. I, I, if you can see what I can see, you wouldn't want to see it. It's bad. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, a guy who loves his car, his, uh, his Volkswagen Vanilla. There's a couple that have extreme height differences. Um, there's swingers, sisters. There's all kinds of weird stuff. So anyway, that's a new reality uh, show to entertain the uh, the masses. And um, so they can get their own sexual demons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oregon, the state of Oregon, is close to becoming the first United States to legalize magic mushrooms. I don't think this is going to be a good idea, but you know what was going to happen? It's just like, you know, legalizing gay marriage, and then you can see it all going downhill. You got the transgender now, and you got all these different people, you know, these different rights. And, um, you know, once you open the gate, you know, they legalize marijuana and now you got to legalize a bunch of other stuff and it's going to happen because it just seems uh, the dumber and more drugged out the populace is, the easier it is to uh, enslave them. I don't have a big problem with it because the, the more the iniquity fills up, the more I know that time is shorter. So, you know, Go on, Oregon. Woo-woo. What they want to do is put this on a 2020 ballot. Yeah. And they want to legalize magic mushrooms. Oregon's Secretary of State approved the language needed for the ballot, which means those in favor of decriminalizing the psychedelic drug, um, they need about 117,000 signatures. Not too bad. If they reset target, it could go to a vote in 2020. If successful, the drug would then be legal and could be manufactured under a license. 
The possession of psychedelic mushrooms is currently illegal across America. And you know why? Uh, it's psychedelic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You don't want to meet that person driving a car. Some scientists say uh, psilocybin, and that's the, uh, the chemical found in uh, psychedelic mushrooms, could help reduce anxiety in people. Don't you love this? It could help reduce anxiety in people with cancer. They always go with the medical thing. It doesn't say it will. It doesn't say absolutely. It doesn't even say we have studies. It says it could help reduce anxiety in people with cancer. How could you deny that? But people are anxious because of their cancer. They want to have psychedelic trips. It's just a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of old hippies. It's young hippies who just want to get high. They want to escape. I guess I don't blame them. It's crappy out there. I dig it. This ain't good for the rest of the people who aren't going to partake, you know, partake of this, right? Ooh. So anyway, they also say it could also be used as a treatment for anxiety, depression, and alcoholism. Yeah, we, you wouldn't want a guy to be an alcoholic, you know. You'd want him to get like more stoned on the magic mushrooms where now he's seeing things and grabbing guns and doing weird things and you know, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good deal. So they're trying to put this on the 2020 ballot and see if it works. And if they do, they will have, um, you know, magic mushrooms legal in Oregon. And I, maybe that's good. So everybody will move over there. Yeah, they'll move over there, and then they won't be where I live. Hopefully, until you know Nevada, because of Las Vegas, will then vote it in. Uh, apparently, there's been a massive increase in illegal cannabis in California also, even though it's been legalized. Oh, you think? I wonder why. Here's why. Here's what police chiefs say. Here's what law enforcement says. When you have a legal weed market like that, and it's not cheap, there's always going to be a huge black market because dealers are trying to undercut the prices. Because the criminals could now hide in plain sight, right? And Canada became the second country in the world to fully legalize recreational marijuana in mid-October. You can see where it's going. You can see where it's going. So there's always going to be a black market when you got stuff like that. And why not? It's the stuff's expensive. And so if you get the same stuff cheaper, you got it. I, you know, I have several acquaintances here that work at the local dispensary. I have a friend uh, that I used to play music with and his wife works at the local dispensary. And he doesn't, he's a recovering drug addict. He's a recovering um, alcoholic, but he likes smoking his dope. But she would come home and this is before it was recreational. Marijuana was legalized in Nevada. It was just medical. And she would come, she was a trimmer. She, she is a trimmer. She works there. She she would come home, and so she'd have these bits and pieces, you know, on her her uniform and on her shoes and stuff of weed. And he would take her clothes and then brush them all out and gather the remnants of this medical marijuana and package it up. And, um, you know, he didn't sell it, but he used it and, um, and also gave it to whoever wanted it. So, yeah, a black market. You got a guy who's given this really expensive stuff for free. Okay, one last story here. This is sad um, because I do love animals. 
This is terrible. There's a real-life Planet of the Apes, African island inhabited by super-aggressive monster chips. Chips. Chimps. Chimps. Released from United States laboratories. The apes. Now, they're all infected with contagious diseases. Isn't that nice? They were abandoned on the Liberian River Island after being released to roam free. This apparently is a true story. And that just boggles my mind. Where is PETA? And where's the people? Did they know about that? What? Are you serious? Well, they say it's a secret African island inhabited by super aggressive monster chimps. All freed from a U.S. testing laboratory, the apes who are infected with contagious diseases were abandoned on the Liberian River Island after being released by their captors. The jungle wilderness known to locals as Monkey Island is now home to more than 60 chimps who are notoriously protective of its shores. Well, they probably hate humans, I would imagine. They probably see a human, they want to tear it apart because, gosh, what would you do to these things? Many of the animals are said to be super aggressive and those living nearby are terrified to go there for fear of being attacked. Good. Good. Only a select few locals who regularly take the apes' much-needed food. There's not even food there. Only those ones dare approach the real-life planet of the apes and even then most never get out of their boats. Now, check it out. There's some stupid, hardy, foolhardy tourists. They, they paid local fishermen to take them near the island. And then they're pelted with mangoes by the territorial chimps. Bunch of idiots. Yeah. Uh, the people that live by there say uh, these chimps will eat you. Yeah. And there's only a few people who regularly go there to give them food. Yeah. And the only thing that... that keeps the chips from attacking is they don't like the water. They're afraid of the water. So as long as the, the people that are feeding them stay in the water and throw the food there, they're okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's just unbelievable. It's, it's hard to imagine that. One villager said they will eat you raw when a journalist was had asked to be taken to see the apes on the island home. Haven't they been through enough with, with the humans? Uh, so the the people of the village warn people, stay away, man. They will eat you. They will rip you apart. One guy is a security guard at the island, and he says, if you're a strange person, when you go there, they'll become very aggressive. Can't say I blame him. I can't say I blame him. Unbelievable. Uh, all the apes were released from a U.S. fascination testing laboratory. This is This is disgusting. Yeah, and like I said before, the only thing they're afraid of is the water, so they won't swim across, or they'll just walk the water's edge. They won't go in the water, so that's the only thing that protects these people. They get in the boat, and they stand in the water and you know throw the food over. But all these chimps were experimented on at a controversial virus testing laboratory called Villab. It's a good name for it, Villab, set up by New York Blood Center, in Liberia in 1974. And they were infected with diseases like hepatitis and river blindness. Oh, isn't that nice? To help scientists develop vaccines to be used on sick humans. So after more than 40 years of experiments, 
the NYBC ended its Liberian project following a campaign by animal activists. So PETA, maybe the other animal things did find out. So they ended torturing these poor things. And then the chimps were left on the island with little natural food or water. Ain't that nice? They just abandoned them on this island. They say that the, the island doesn't have enough food or water to even keep them alive or sustain them. So um, the apes nearly starved to death during the Ebola epidemic in Liberia because when that Ebola hit, the, the people couldn't go and feed them. Yeah. The original caretakers, the, the scientists that were injecting these, these things and making them blind and giving them hepatitis and viruses, the, these animals, these monsters, they worked with the chimps since the 70s. They were then paid to take them food and water every other day. So what happened when the Ebola epidemic hit in 2014, these caretakers now, these ex-scientists caretakers stopped going to the island and then the apes began to starve. And back in 2015, the Humane Society decided to take on the care of the chimps. And in 2017, the NYBC pledged 5 million euros to pay for the future food and medical needs. Well, yeah, because you made them sick and, and, abandon them there i mean oh man it's just disgusting all in the name of science all you to help people so we get what did we learn from it i mean did we learn anything from it i don't know that just really annoys me okay so i'm gonna take my annoying self and disappear we'll talk to you guys uh this monday as we continue with the kapow radio show so have a good weekend and good night